This program contains adult content. Hey, is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome back, Rebels. (laughs) This is... (laughs) Hi. Yeah, you're just fucking looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> like what the hell? Was that? I am kind of crazy. Uh this is this is the Godless Revolution. Welcome to the show. This is episode 157. Today is Thursday, May 18th. My name is Dan Ellis, and we're happy to have back Yay. the four-eyed firefighting wonder, Mr. Ryan <laughs> Duffy. I'm back, and hey. I'm obviously doing better than Dan is. Yeah, uh, I want to apologize in advance and up front. I've been pretty fucking sick over the last week, and I don't know how long my voice is going to last, or if it will, and I am sure that there will be a lot of throat clearing and or coughing during this episode. I apologize, but I'm sick and I'm still recording the show for you, our wonderful listeners. We'll we'll do our best to carry him. Yeah. (laughs) I appreciate that very much. In studio with us again this week is... The wonderful Mr. Grant Larimer. Hello. How are you, sir? I am good. How are you? I'm doing well. well. I, yeah, we, <laughs> we just, just talked we, about me being we just a talked sick about man. That. Come on. Rub it in. It's just, yes. <laughs> as, as he clears his throat. <laughs> and you are just, in studio with yes. us because, because Mr. Because you asked me to. Mr. Myth- and, Misanthropic Mitchell is not here again well, this evening. That, yes. still, still out. Touring the countryside. How dare he take a vacation? Burninating the villages. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot, a lot of news to cover tonight. We're going to be doing a, a bit of a deep dive into a lot of the recent news surrounding the Trump administration and the heinous fuckery involved with a lot of the things going on there, such as the firing of James Comey. Uh, not that it's heinous fuckery, but the appointing of a special counsel to investigate uh, the Trump campaign's ties to Russia. Yes. And all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, Our wonderful investigative reporter, listener, Mr. Alexander Scholl, has compiled a lot more stuff for us that we will be going through. Uh, Before we get to all of that, though, I wanted to say, again, thank you very much to Mr. Lloyd Evans, who joined us last week. We've had a lot of feedback on that show. and it's probably because Grant and I are such huge dumbasses. <laughs> no, well, I think it's also a subject that doesn't get talked about a lot, which is why I was sad I missed last week because I was excited to get to talk to him about some of the stuff. And yeah, yeah, um, we we got a ton of feedback on that show. Uh, all of it was good feedback. Um, I mean, I, I say we got a lot of feedback probably because we're dumbasses because. It wasn't people complaining they they disliked the show. It was them answering a lot of the questions yeah. that we had afterward. Um, and, I mean, you could do a whole nother show with just all the questions that we didn't ask or forgot to ask or or came in afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, think we will definitely have to do that. Um, we we received long messages from both Tony Brock and Andrew Vodopich, who answered a lot of our questions. 
We were going to go through all of those this evening, but I want to make sure that we get through all of this Trump stuff first. So we may be able to get some of that stuff in at the end. If not, we will definitely go over a lot of that feedback next week. But I felt it was important that we all get on the same page and get you informed about what is going on with the Donald and everything that is going on there. In case you've been living under a rock the last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because there's a whole lot of fucking crazy shit going uh, yeah. on, man. Yeah, by, by by time you hear this on Monday, if you listen to it on the day it comes out, or Sunday if you're a Patreon member, mm-hmm. uh, he might be in jail for all we fucking know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, saw, I don't think it's going to go I that would, quick. I it's not going to go love... that quick, but the way that things are developing, it's kind of just it's, a little insane. Yeah it, yeah, it is. It is. What I mentioned last week that, you know, he could be in jail by the time the show aired or whatever, yeah. and I, I said that very flippantly, and then all of this stuff happened. After we recorded the show, and I was like, wow, that escalated pretty quickly. Uh, all I know is all my Trump-supporting friends at work and on Facebook have shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I know. All, all of my Trump-supporting Republican, I don't even want to say friends anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they're more associates. <laughs> they're like, they're now they're posting pictures of their backyard gardens. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're not even, yeah, they're not even trying anymore. It's like, look at my distraction. Yeah. Yeah, it's all crickets and garden pictures and bullshit yeah. now. They're they're no longer saying, oh, you're just special snowflakes and you can't handle that he won and blah, blah, blah. Now they're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is some serious stuff going on. We made a mistake. <laughs> but but if, if you have friends that are ignoring it, that means you have friends that are not the most naive of, Repub- of Demo- or Republican Trump voters. Yes. Because some people are still out there tooting the Trump horn. Oh, yeah, there are. Yeah, definitely. Tooting the Trump horn. You like that? I just came up with it. I imagine a, tr- a horn, a trumpet, shoved up someone's asshole. People, people are just inventing things left and right. I mean, you know, tooting the trumpet. Yeah. You know, last week, Trump came up with uh, priming the pump. Yep. You know, I, mm, that's right. In Melania, I got Melania. It. <laughs> So, so my thought was coming from my background with the whole priming the pump thing. It's got a whole different origin for my career field and anything dealing with water. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the origins of priming the pump. Yeah. So I'm like, even with that origin, it's like, it's, it's an old phrase that's just used different ways. So, and even with the way he uses it, it's not original. Well, yeah, it far predates its use in, yeah. in the financial industry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's, it's old as fuck. He did not. What is it in your line of work? Well, you can't, a pump doesn't work without water in it to begin with. So you have to prime the pump. So you got to put some water into the pump or you got to draw water up into it. Huh. Before back, you can start pressurizing the water. Back okay. in the back in the old little house of the prairie days, when you when you had a hand pump in there, in order to like like he was saying, in order to get the hand even the little hand pump to work, you had to pour some water in it to make that seal, mm-hmm. uh, and then pump it, and then water would start flowing from the well. If you're trying to drop air or water, and there's air there, air is going to win every time. So that's to... that's the origins, origins of priming the pump. <laughs> the origins, yeah. origins. Well, and then and then the financial <laughs> industry start using the term uh, relative to you know the economy. But how do they use it in the financial industry? Well, uh, investing. I mean, you know, you, when you invest in something in order to make greater gains, oh. a greater profit, you are priming the pump. You are pr- by putting money into in. something. In order to make a profit, you're priming the pump. Hmm. 
Okay. You're putting a little bit of money in to get more money out. The so, same way a well, you put a little water in to get a whole lot of water out. So it's kind of like the basics of just a investment. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not, yeah, it's not original. No. Not all that tricky either? Not all that tricky. Okay. It's not rocket, well, for Trump, it might be rocket science. but. <laughs> I, so I already apologized because I'm sick. My voice is not great and may go, and there will be coughing and clearing of the throat. And also, because I'm sick, my brain doesn't seem to be functioning all that well. That's not because you're sick. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, that's, 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 age. that's a good excuse, that's, right? That's age in Alzheimer's. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, my, I, I feel a little bit slow, and I'm, I'm a little cloudy with the medications and being yeah. sick, so... I was there last week. Yeah, I just, this whole fucking week, man, I've been, it's it's like, well, when Tracy was sick, she, she mm-hmm. mentioned it's like, she just felt like she was underwater the whole yeah. time. Like all of the sounds are muffled and you just feel like you're moving a bit more slowly and. And you're trying to think of something and you're like, can't concentrate on it, can't. Well, yeah, when we were, when we were recording last week, I think I'm, I think I must've been getting sick when we were recording last week because I had. A really difficult time recalling shit. Uh, there were what yeah. three or four names that I was like, "What the fuck is <laughs> yeah, that?" Yeah, we name? were we were having a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, remembering shit. One well, yeah, and your voice was kind of bad, but you thought it was a uh, more uh, springtime pollen. Yeah, stuff. yeah, I thought it was more allergies, but I think that was the start of oh, okay. the start of the sickness. Oh, okay, because the next day I was like, "No, I don't feel very good. I might not go to work today." <laughs> You work from home. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're already <laughs> how do, you, at, at how do you not go to work when you work from home? <laughs> you just don't go from one room to the next? Well, I just- you I go just to the feel, bar. So like if, if, I, if I'm really sick, even though I work from home, I feel guilty that I'm not like at 100%. And so oh, okay. I feel like, well, I should just take this time off and be sick and go and relax rather than kind of spinning my wheels and not doing a whole lot. I don't know. Oh, okay. It just makes me feel guilty. And, no, that makes sense. And is that, yeah. A, but, a respectable government worker. I mean, who would have, <laughs> who would have known? <laughs> I, I save up all no. my sick days for like Mexican cruises. <laughs> I, I, I stayed at work and got paid overtime sick. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Ryan got called in for overtime. That's why he wasn't well, here. It wasn't even called in. It was, hey, um, I know you're sick, but you have to work tomorrow. It's like, yeah. oh. Voluntold. Thank, thank you. <laughs> Voluntold you'll be working. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the Trump stuff, shall we? This is Danielle Moscato, civil rights activist, trans woman, extraordinaire, and public speaker. You are listening to Godless Revolution, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, this is X. I'm Kyle. And I'm Felicia. We're the Utah Outcasts. Three out, unashamed, and active atheists living in Utah. And we are personally inviting you to let us love your ears each and every week. As we take the news, current events, and pop culture and give it a little twist. A love twist with consent. And we'll be joined each week by a special guest to tell us what makes them an outcast like us. Come find us. The Utah Outcasts. On PodHell.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And on UtahOutcast.com. We finally bought that domain off the kids handing out mixtapes in the mall. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. Bonne nuit. And you're welcome. The next rant will start right after this. 
God that our neighbors believe in is essentially an invisible person. He's a creator deity who created the universe to have a relationship with one species of primate. Lucky us. <laughs> and and he's, got, he's got galaxy upon galaxy to attend to, but he's especially concerned with what we do, and, and he's especially concerned with what we do while naked. So as I mentioned in the show intro, our our wonderful listener and investigative reporter person, Mr. Alexander Scholl, put a bunch of information together for us tonight. And he did it like on the fly. He contacted me last night. Oh, wow. And was like, holy shit, dude, there's so much going on. I'm going to put some stuff together. <laughs> so he, he typed up a whole bunch of stuff for us. Uh, the intro for it says, Thank you for your time and consideration. I feel I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that this is one of the most impactful, tumultuous weeks in the history of our republic, at least in peacetime. So much news has dropped so rapidly with regard to the Trump administration and the Trump-Russia investigation that I feel that I felt compelled to develop a roundup. Simply put, in an ordinary news week, you can depend on the average engaged citizen to encounter the most important news stories. This week, there was simply too much content for most people to keep up. And that's I, absolutely really? true. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, it's I, like every six hours. It's like, yeah. Well, it's like every hour. I'm like, oh, shit, what did he do now? What is he tweeting now? Who's who's doing what? Because yeah, half, it's all... Halfway through the Rachel Maddow show, all of a sudden breaking news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was just during last night's episode. Just when, last when night's episode. That, yeah. Something broke. <laughs> uh, it says, below you will find brief and not so brief synopses of what I assess to be the most critical stories that occurred in the last week, beginning with the Keystone the appointment of Special Counselor Mueller. Following that are a chain of articles demonstrating worrying indicators and warnings of constitutional regression, what scholar Aziz Hook would call the descent of a state into authoritarianism, not through overt action, but by incremental legal backsliding. Thank you again for your time. I know you're a show oriented toward religious issues. However, it is important to note that the present administration's affinity with radical religious groups per pay-for-play appointment of Betsy DeVos and others, a decline in Western liberal values led by this administration will directly translate into the furtherance of state religion. Yeah. Which is true. I mean, it's already happening. Yeah. We we Whoa. see it with Betsy, with Betsy DeVos, mm-hmm. who wants to now get government funds for people to attend private religious, religious. institutions. Yeah. Or even when one of... The speeches Trump gave at a school this last week where it was a religious school where it said this country is, you know, something I can't remember. Yeah, what was it? Trinity University? He, or Trinity, he basically said that those. this country is, you know, something God first basically about the country. Like this country yeah. revolves around God, not the constitution type thing. Bunch of horseshit. Yeah. Was he taking the David Barton line of... You know the Constitution is oh, is shit. not oh, my God. <laughs> a secular document because it doesn't mention God. What? Uh, what? How does that work? Uh, I, I felt like <laughs> no, that's how we were last week trying to talk about. It's it like uh, uh, I should have uh, when we yeah, I should have thrown in that drop from Matt just going what 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 y- yeah. <laughs> um, you need you need one of those panels with like all the buttons where you could just. You know, like oh, Matt, the, sound, Matt, uh, the mad money uh, yeah. guy, and you can just hit a button. An actual and, soundboard. Yeah. Thing that makes fart noises and yeah. horns and honks. And, yeah. 
Like, what's his name? I'm Mad Money, and he can. I do have a MIDI keyboard at home. We can we can just program it. Nice. There Bring it in. <laughs> um, Tuesday, May 9th, Comey is fired. That is James Comey, head of the FBI. Keep that date in mind as we go through all of this. That was Tuesday, May 9th. Today is Thursday, May 18th. Yeah. So not even 10 days later. On Wednesday, May on Wednesday, May seventeenth, Deputy, Attor- Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein appoints Robert Mueller as special counsel probe into the Russian meddling in twenty sixteen election. Can I? Well, so and so a whole shitload happened between that. Something happened just a few hours ago that's relevant mm-hmm. that we need to throw in there is that Ro- Rosenstein Rosenstein wrote the memo mm-hmm. which Trump referenced as. As the His, justification for yeah. the firing. Mm. And that's relevant to the firing and relevant to what happened a few hours ago. So I'm just going to throw that in there. Yes. So I think he wrote that memo on May 8th, like the day before he was fired. So I'm going to throw that. Okay. Um, in a brief statement, Mueller said, I accept this responsibility and will, and will discharge it to the best of my ability. Per CNN, he has the power to set his own budget, hire his own staff, and exercise, quote, a degree of independence from the normal chain of command. Which is good and bad. How's it bad, you think? Well, it could be a setting your own budget and hiring your own if people. If he goes can rogue. Be, well, I mean, say you can abuse that kind of. Start, he goes and buys some 20s and. Well, I mean, if you can, you're setting your own budget, which. Uh-huh. Time frames on these things, like what, like the last impeachments have taken like a year or two. They they have, but Mueller is is highly respected. I, I, know, I yeah, uh, I, I don't I don't know a whole respect. lot about Mueller, which yeah. is my downfall right now. I know I read something or just heard little snippets where he used to be a big guy in the FBI. If I'm correct, yes, he used he, to not be... not as a director, but he was he was up there. Oh, I thought shit. now I can't remember. He's, he's Mueller, had Mueller led the FBI for twelve years. He did okay. Yeah, he led the he led the FBI for twelve okay. years. He was appointed under Bush, and Obama kept him on, and asked him to stay another two years beyond his ten year term. Okay, correct. Okay, yeah, because there was so much turmoil in in turning over leaders of other uh, intelligence intelligence agency agencies, agencies that Obama wanted to try to maintain some continuity. Yeah, yeah. and Mueller. Agreed mm, to stay on. Mueller agreed to continuity. That's a novel thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah weird, right? Yeah. Well, and by all accounts, for, I mean from everything that I've seen, everybody say about Robert Mueller, his integrity is above reproach. He he quit his law firm so that there would be zero conflict of interest. Yep, which is I good. Mean, yeah. I mean, imagine <laughs> that. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. A government official without a conflict of interest. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've had that. I mean, you know. All of, what, six months? Well, and apparently, you know, Mueller really respects James Comey and vice versa. They they get along well. Uh, Mueller was very respected while he was head of the FBI, has a ton of people there who still really like him and think so, he did a great job. So hopefully he's a guy that neither side can ding on anything, really. Well, and when he was confirmed uh, as head of the FBI, it was a unanimous vote in, okay. in the confirmation hearings. Everybody on both sides of the aisle. Thinks he's a great guy. So well, then he sounds like a good guy to me. Then he, yeah, he sounded I think pretty so. pretty good. Okay. I was I was heartened at at you know when I when they first announced it, I was like, okay, now I know that he was FBI head for several years. I'm going to go and do some research yeah. on him. And yeah, everything that I have read online, every 
every news report I've seen of him, every article, they all just think he's a great guy. So right. very, you know, nonpartisan. Not being paid by Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Non-biased. Well, of course, everybody has bias, but yeah, he's but very it's, fair. It's, it's the way to, if overcoming your own inherent bias to look at the evidence. Yeah. Uh, special counsel is authorized to subpoena, initiate investigations, and prosecute federal crimes as necessary and appropriate. Um, Jonathan Carl, ABC News chief, tweeted, The White House was blinded by the special counsel announcement, given only about 30-minute heads up, which I thought was pretty interesting that he didn't give... I mean, obviously, if Mueller quit his law firm, is coming on as special counsel. This isn't something that is decided in 30 minutes or even a couple no. hours. This is this had to have been Probably at least a week. I mean, at, well, at least, you know, two or three days long of nego- you know, first the initial contact with yeah. him, negotiations back and forth, well, him talking the- to his family and to work and making well, decisions. Well, there's a question of was Mueller even the first person uh Rosenstein? True. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. He may not have been. So I, I I haven't heard one way or the other, but he might well, not have been. From the sound of it, that might be just the first person you would go to. And was like, hey, who's the previous FBI director that's an upstanding person who knows the FBI, who can get right back into looking he at very well this intelligence? Yeah, that, that would have been. Because you're not sense. just going to take anybody off the street. You're going to take somebody like, okay, hey, this is going to be looking at some sensitive intelligence. Who do we know that can handle this and 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 do a good job of looking at this and not going to Russia and saying, hey, guess what I heard? Yeah. But, uh, you know. To be honest, I mean, that tells me something about Rosenstein, too. That, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. That, you know, if if he's not doing the, the fucking uh, Novak or whatever his name and running to the White House and filling mm-hmm. him in on everything, Nunez, Nunez. Yeah. Devin Nunez. Devin Nunez. Then it it puts a little more faith for me in, in Rosenstein as, mm-hmm. as acting, uh, uh, what, attorney, attorney general. general. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought the same thing, that his his choice to not only pick a special counsel for this, mm-hmm. but his choice of the person to be the special counsel, right. I thought, and, awesome, He's, he seems to really want to get to the bottom of this. And not involving the White House in any of those decisions. Correct. Yeah. Well, because he didn't want to be fired, too. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, he <laughs> may still be fired. Yeah. He, he may still but, be. I mean, the president can fire him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and I think we'll get into that with, oh, okay. with some more of this information in here. Uh, Brad Jaffe, NBC senior news editor, tweeted, quote, DOJ tells NBC News the White House has informed, was informed of the special counsel decision after the order was already signed this afternoon. Former New York prosecutor Preet Bharara, you may remember who was yes. fired by the Trump administration, after they were also investigating ties to yeah. Russia, uh, supported the appointment of Mueller. Representative Jason Chaffetz, <clears throat> Republican of Utah, grrr, initially said Mueller is a great selection. Impeccable credentials should be widely accepted. Later, on the Tucker Carlson show, he said, quote, I have not seen any evidence of actual collusion. Where is the actual crime that they think they need a special prosecutor to prosecute? <laughs> Motherfucker's uh... trying to cover his ass. Yeah. And now he quit today and, you know. Yeah. Yes, I've. I've I, I hope, I, I don't know if we're going to talk about Chaffetz and what happened today, but. Well, I, I've heard, I've heard and seen people refer to Jason Chaffetz as a fucking bag of weasels wearing a human suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that seems, that seems pretty appropriate. Chaffetz 
maybe we can get into him later. Like he is a garbage, garbage, oh, yeah. yeah, political opportunist. Oh fucking, shit, yeah. Oh, oh, partisan hack bullshit fucker. Mm-hmm. I don't like that guy at all. Uh, Kellyanne Conway abruptly canceled a planned appearance on the Tucker Carlson show. Hmm. Wonder why. Because then she would have had to have answered Answer. questions that I'm sure the president would have backed up entirely and not contradicted in any way yeah, whatsoever. Not, not at all. Donald Trump issued a public statement. Quote, as I have stated many times, a thorough investigation will confirm what we already know. There was no collusion between my campaign and a foreign entity. I am not a crook. I look forward to this matter concluding quickly. In the meantime, I will never stop fighting for the people and the issues that matter most to the future of our country. My that clearly was not written by him because it doesn't yeah. repeat anything. Well, it, it has punctuation. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's clear sentence structure. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's definitely not him. It, it, is a, it is a continuous stream yeah. of... of I mean, if it was Trump, I would imagine it would have said collision instead of collusion. <laughs> <laughs> although, although I applaud you on the voice, you're you're getting really good on the Trump. Impression. I think I think being sick maybe helps. Maybe. A little more. <laughs> um, at six thirty nine a.m. Thursday, nineteenth of May, Trump tweeted, "With all the illegal acts that took place in the Clinton campaign and Obama administration, there was never a special counsel appointed." The president tweeted on Thursday, and 12 minutes later, this is the single greatest witch hunt of a, politi- of a politician in American history. Wow. Since Hillary Clinton, since Obama, since Bill Clinton, since. Yeah. Yeah. It's a single biggest in the yeah. last six months. Let's let, let oh. just say. And isn't it odd how we haven't had a Benghazi or email investigation in the last six months? They spent all those billions of dollars. They're so sure she was a criminal, yeah. and then they, they just stop. They just stop. They just I don't I don't know what and made them where, stop where, investigating. Where her, are but... the investigations on Yemen? Yeah, I mean, an American soldier died. Yep. Uh, you know, civilians <laughs> died. A little a young a girl died. You know, uh, where where are the Yemen investigations? Yeah. No one. Yeah, no one's investigating it. Nope. In a press statement Monday, May 15th, Sean Spicer said the administration felt there was no need for a special prosecutor. Really? Well, that's Sean Spicer. Why? Spicy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if the administration says so, then, you know. If? Yeah. I mean, when, you know, when, when, a, cra- when, you know, when a crack dealer says, you don't need to in- investigate me for dealing crack, oh, well, okay. I mean, you <laughs> well, know, all right, then. We'll all just right, move along. We'll just move along. <laughs> and then he insists that's not these, his crack in the car. <laughs> these are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we wasted your time at all. We'll we'll move on to something else. <laughs> no, I mean, if the administration had absolutely nothing to lose, was one hundred percent innocent, wouldn't they be the first to say, "Fucking do what it, do it." Yeah, get. I'm tired of all of the fucking nonsense surrounding this. I'm tired of this dragging out forever. Let's not even stop at a special counsel. Let's hire a special investigative team to go through this to get this done as quickly as fucking possible. I'll cooperate in any way that you want. I'll public. I will testify in public to whatever that I can announce publicly. I want to get this shit over and done with so that we can move on with our agenda to make America great again. Hmm. Versus firing people who are looking yeah. into it, like Preet Bharara, yeah, like James Comey. And then complaining that a special counsel has been put in place. Well, and then being a, caught in lie name? after lie yeah. after lie after fucking lie. I don't know how these people can be as talking 
people are putting out. I, I, if I was my job to talk for the president right now, I'd be like, fuck you. I don't know what the fuck to say. <laughs> well, not just so Comey, Barrara, and, and what's her name? Uh, uh, the, I started thinking Yates. Yates. Yeah. And Yates. Yeah. Just getting rid of anybody who's, who seems to Take want to interest. investigate into this. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unconfirmed report that Mueller met with Rosenstein the day after Comey was fired. That I had not heard and, until I just read it right here. And yeah. I'm not surprised at all. I'm curious whether Rosenstein contacted Mueller or Mueller contacted Rosenstein. That would be interesting to note mm-hmm. also. I'm, yeah. I'm wondering who reached out to who first. Well, and that's that's particularly interesting because um, – Well, Rosenstein had only been on the job a couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't well, know what his background is. Well, so the, so the timeline goes, just a, just a real quick timeline break, breakdown while we're going through these dates and everything. Comey's fired on the 9th. Rosenstein comes out on the 12th, three days later, and says that he sees no need for a special counsel. And then on the 17th, he announces that he's hired a special counsel. So five days after saying he doesn't think that there's a need for one, and we can get into more of that later, but I mean, there's, there's just such a short window of time between Comey being fired, Rosenstein saying he doesn't need or want a special counsel right now, and then announcing that not only has he decided to do one, but it's fucking done. He's found a guy. The guy has quit his other job. He's going to be taking over. And he didn't He didn't mention this to the White House at all until 30 minutes before he made well, the announcement that so, this is a done fucking deal. So I'm, I'm wondering this. I'm, I'm, this is speculation coming off the top of my head right now. Uh, Rosenstein is new on the job. I don't know his background or anything like that. I'm either. I'm wondering, but I I know Mueller's background. And he has a lot of experience. Oh yeah, and he's he's very. I wonder if Mueller reached out to Rosenstein and had a sit down with him and said, "This shit's fucked up. Here's what you need to do. I'm willing to help out. You you know if if you want to treat the American people right and and the country right and do right by the law and the Constitution and all that." Here's what you should do. If you, you want to go down the White in House. history as a national hero. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I wonder if Mueller kind of talked Rosenstein into doing the right thing. That could be. I don't know. That, I mean, that sounds I'm, really well, plausible. I, total speculation. No, I, I don't know. I also yeah. wonder if Rosenstein said we don't need a special investigation because he wanted to keep it in the dark. He didn't want to alert the White House. Hey, this is coming yeah, down. Yeah, he go. didn't want to. Or did he say that because he was being pressured by Trump? Yeah, so many things. I don't. I don't know that he would. Well, I mean, I don't know his background. I don't know Rosenstein yeah. very well. I wouldn't say that he would have said that because he was being pressured by Trump. Because he announced a special prosecutor or special uh, he, counsel without telling contacting him. the White yeah. House at all. But and, I wonder if that was because of Mueller's uh, Mueller talking to him. That could be. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I. Uh, Friday, May 12th, CNN reported that sources close to Rosenstein said he didn't see a need for a special prosecutor, quote, at that point, and that he wasn't, quote, inclined to make a change unless the F, and this is important, inclined to make a change unless the FBI investigation appears to be imperiled. Well, and Comey being fired did exactly that. Is well, but I mean, this was this was three days after Comey yeah. was fired, and he's saying that he doesn't need he doesn't see a need for a special prosecutor unless the FBI investigation appears to be imperiled. 
So this yeah. is three days after Comey is fired. Yeah. Okay. And only three days or uh, five days before he announces that Mueller is going to be the special counsel. So what? So was, I mean, these these dates the are yeah, these dates are all so maybe, close together. Maybe he had Mueller waiting in the wings and was looking through all the paperwork, like, hey, I'm gonna make sure I look through everything first, and then decide, hey, yep, we need to do this. Or maybe, I mean, maybe on May 12th when he made that statement, maybe he was thinking in the back of his head that this is in peril, but he didn't want to make a public statement at that time. Possibly. Until he had a solution to the problem, he didn't want, maybe he didn't want to inflame the situation by saying, oh, Comey was fired, we're in trouble. Well, but the, then you can the just, I mean, then you can just give a, give a hand wave and say, I don't know, we'll have to see where the information takes. True. Us, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, he said he didn't see it for the need for one at that he point, that. unless, I, unless the FBI investigation appears to be imperiled. So. Yeah. I don't know. That just that seems very telling or ominous. Like it does a bit of foreshadowing, maybe that yes, the FBI investigation was imperiled, and so we need to bring in a, a special pro, a special counsel. Twenty years from now, when everyone writes their tell-all books, and we find out what everyone else, we'll have to recap this episode. It's an exciting time yeah. to be alive, right? Like this is this is but historic we, shit. It is historic shit, but we're really not going to know the Whoa. whole truth. For a really long time. I'm surprised you're saying 20 years. I give it a few months after he's out of office. Do you guys, do you guys know? And I could, I could be wrong. So, but I'm, I'm going with my best information on this that I can recall with a, with a sick brain. Do you guys know how many presidents have had, have gone through an impeachment process? Two. In the history of the United States? I thought it was just two. Grant, do you know? I, I know of only one that went through the process, but never actually, I mean, Clinton. It's the only one I know of. There were two. There Ryan, were two. Ryan was it like, okay. I, I can't, I'm trying to think of who the, the first was. The first one was an older. I want to say Andrew, Andrew Jackson. Yeah, I was thinking Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson and then Bill oh, Clinton. Oh, Jackson yeah. was impeached. Yeah. And, was it, and so we've- Was uh, he fully impeached? No. Jackson? Yeah. Clinton I thought they wasn't. both they both get, went through the whole impeachment process, but then had the acquitted because it takes more, it takes fewer it votes takes for two the- thirds, It takes two-thirds vote to actually remove them from office. In both yeah. houses. Yeah. So- and that's, so they that's, both where went they, through, that's where they fucked up with Clinton. Yeah, so that? they both went through the impeachment process, but remained in office because they didn't get they didn't get the votes mm-hmm. in Congress to actually remove them from office. Okay. So Clinton, they're, Clinton so got only, the votes in the House, if I remember right. I don't know, but not in the Senate, not or the maybe Senate. the other way around. He got he got enough votes in one of the houses of Congress, but not the other, and that's why I failed. I would say if that's the case, so it would it would have been the House because that was when Gingrich was in control of the House, and the House and Gingrich is, was, and the House initiates an impeachment, and he and he mm-hmm. was whipped up into a into a furor, yeah, about the president, you know, having doing, a blowjob, doing these things while Newt Gingrich is fucking somebody else, <laughs> while his wife is dying, yeah, God damn it, um. No, but neither president was removed from office. The only other president to face the possibility of being impeached was Richard Nixon. Yeah. But he resigned before the articles of impeachment were actually we're filed and, and, and he, reviewed he, because he knew yeah, the, the writing like, was on the wall. Like everybody, at, by that yeah. time, everybody knew you're done. Like he would have been the first president to have been removed from office. Which is where- the, a young lawyer named Hillary, Hillary yeah. Rodham Clinton came onto the scene. Yes. And people are saying that this shit is going to be worse than Watergate, possibly. I think it will. 
I, I think very well could be, yeah. Um, I, I hope that Donald Trump will be the first president in the history of the United States to be removed from office. I hope he's thrown in fucking prison. That's why you, you that, said president, and I'm okay. like, wait. <laughs> and the, the part of, even the part of uh, Nixon resigning before he could actually be impeached and removed from office, then you get uh, fucking... Pence. No. The, the president after immediately after Nixon who part Ford. Oh, you, uh, get, yeah, you get Gerald yeah, Ford in there yeah. who then pardons then Nixon. Pardons. Yeah. So and pardons a whole bunch of the people who were convicted. Yeah. So that that would be something that I would be very angry about is if Donald Trump is impeached and or Pence is then impeached or or Trump is impeached and then Pence pardons him and it just but, he goes on his merry way and continues fucking everybody over for billions of dollars. Well, and this this is a much larger topic, but yeah. So an impeachment isn't going to put him in jail. No. That, I mean, well, right, just well, right, 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 yeah. And there's a big constitutional question about whether a president can even be indicted. And so I, I went back and did a whole lot of the reading uh, that was going on during the Clinton thing about whether, whether a president can be indicted. And nobody actually knows if that's constitutional. It might not be constitutional. Can in, in a government based on co-equal branches of government— can one branch of the government uh, imprison the head of another branch of the government? No, no one actually knows. And until the Supreme Court, I mean, how how the fuck would well, that work? Trump walking around with with uh, you know uh, ankle monitor, ankle monitor on. <laughs> you know, I mean, how how does that work? They're co-equal branches. The president is is he, we all want to think that we're all not above the law. The law. The president, the president is kind of, of is yeah, yeah. in a lot of cases, and it's going to take the Supreme Court to decide, uh, which they never have, whether a president can be indicted or not. But he can be thrown at, maybe, out as president. Maybe he can't be indicted because if he gets impeached, he can then be they can take a criminal. Thrown out. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is the cover that Nixon got because he was just pardoned before he could. Even be indicted yeah. for anything. So, like if treason, you know, does come up in this whole thing with Russia, like, yeah. hey, that's that's death. But can, but again, even even after you're thrown out of office, can you be indicted for acts you performed as president? If they're bad enough, I would think so. Well, but the thing is, is some of these it's, acts that he did weren't as president. They were before he was president. Well, and there, there's that too. So I, it's a big constitutional kind of Yeah, because it, yeah, it's never happened. It's never happened. And the Constitution- That's right, Republicans. You voted in somebody who's doing shit so badly, it's never fucking happened in the history <laughs> of our republic. The Constitution's mute on it. The founding fathers are mute on it. They are fairly clear that the president has- is above the law in in a whole lot of aspects. So it's nobody fucking knows. Yeah. They talked about this under Clinton a whole lot and they never had to do mm -hmm. anything about it. So because you can't go to knows? jail for a blowjob. What? <laughs> Depends, but, uh, is yeah. it a really terrible blowjob? Well, then that's not you going I to know, jail. She, she was kind of <laughs> cute. I mean, you know, she uh after so, so on the on the twelfth, when Rosenstein said that that he wasn't inclined to make a change unless the FBI investigation appears to be imperiled, 
At that time, the investigation was led by Dana, Bu Dana Buente, U.S. Attorney in Alexandria, Virginia. The two spoke at a closed-door meeting May 11th to the Senate Intelligence Committee on the, on the investigation and how they planned to work with the panel. Their goal was to deconflict their investigation with the investigations of the committee and to pass information of, of interviews and documents. On Wednesday, the 17th of May, Rosenstein said, on the other hand, quote, he believes a special counsel is necessary in order for the American people to have full confidence in the outcome. Agreed. Quote, in my capacity as acting attorney general, I determined that it is, that it is in the public interest for me to exercise my authority and appoint a special counsel to assume responsibility for this matter. Rosenstein said in a statement, adding that the decision is, quote, not a finding that crimes have been committed or that any prosecution is warranted. So he's saying, we don't know this yet, but I'm appointing a special counsel to look into this kind of stuff. Me appointing a special counsel yeah. isn't saying that something has definitely happened, but we're going to look into it. I like the way he chooses his words with that, though. Yes, he seems to be very well spoken, unlike... And very Our dipshit and, in chief and very cautious. Yeah. yeah. Quote, what I have determined is, is that based upon the unique circumstances, the public interest requires me to place this investigation under the authority of a person who exercises a degree of independence from the normal chain of command, which also seems like if you, if you read into that, it's, it, it sounds like he feels as if anybody who is within the normal chain of command would feel under pressure from other people in the chain of command yeah where we see donald trump talking to michael flynn or talking to james comey telling him to drop the investigation mm -hmm. into michael flynn where we see the administration putting pressure on people who are supposed to be doing their their jobs in a nonpartisan, fair fair-minded and uh with with justice in mind while carrying out their jobs and having undue influence placed on them from the administration Another thing I was I was thinking of when this whole week was going on, didn't Trump say something while running for president that we don't want a president that will be under investigation all the time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. He sure did. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he was saying right there, don't vote for me. <laughs> Trump cannot yeah. directly interfere with the special counsel, but he can ask the DOJ, Department of Justice, mm -hmm. or the Attorney General to fire the special prosecutor. If they refuse to fire him, Trump can fire attorneys general until one steps up willing to do it. This is what Nixon tried during the during Watergate, which was also known as the Saturday Night Massacre. Right. One well, in that case, uh, Nixon wanted the AG to fire. Uh, the AG wouldn't do it, and the AG resigned. And then he went to the assistant AG. The assistant, the deputy AG, yeah, the deputy. He wouldn't do it, and he resigned, yep. and a whole bunch of people resigned until he got to, like, some, like, file clerk or some <laughs> shit like that in the DOJ. You know, finally, all the way down, uh, who, who finally would fire the, the prosecutor. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. We have the actual letter here um, <clears throat> that, excuse me. We have the actual letter that is from Rosenstein talking about the appointment of the special counsel. Uh, 
This says order number 3915-2017. That's a lot of orders given out this year already. Appointment of special counsel to investigate Russian interference with the 2016 presidential election and related matters. By virtue of the authority vested in me as an acting attorney general, including 28 U.S.C. 509, 510, and 515, in order to discharge my responsibility to provide supervision and management of the duties of justice and to ensure a full and thorough investigation of the Russian government's efforts to interfere in the 2016 presidential election, I hereby order as follows. A. Robert S. Mueller III is appointed to serve as special counsel for the United States Department of Justice. The special counsel is authorized to conduct the investigation confirmed by then-FBI Director James Comey in testimony before the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence on March 20, 2017, including any links and or coordination between the Russian government and individuals associated with the campaign of President Donald Trump and any matters that arose or may arise directly from the investigation and any other matters within the scope of 28 CFR 600. Dot four, a? So adding a. Yeah. <laughs> if I'll, I'll look that up for you. <laughs> if the special counsel believes it is necessary and appropriate, the special counsel is authorized to prosecute federal crimes arising from the investigation of these matters. Sections 600.4 through 600.10 of Title 28 of the Code of Federal Regulations are applicable to the special counsel. So it says right in there that, you know, if they find that he is committed a federal crime, that they can charge him with that federal crime. But uh, and and that's true, but that that it's, that's it's also new one territory. Of the, that's also one of the problems with this with his appointment. Well, and you know, it's it's a question whether again whether a president can even be charged with a federal crime. Yeah. So that that's a whole question mark. But in the the scope of the order and that's been a big question mark about appointing a prosecutor versus an independent commission, mm-hmm. like a 9-11 commission. Yeah. Is that, is that, one, they're only looking for crimes. Have crimes been committed, federal crimes been committed? Whereas an independent commission would be looking for crimes, but would be looking at a larger scope. And the concern about just having a special prosecutor is that the scope is more narrow. Okay. To just criminal activity rather than a broader scope of it may not be criminal, but this is fucking wrong. Unethical, I mean, unethical at least, right? I mean, Trump sharing classified information with, with the Russians is not necessarily a federal crime. Hmm. He can declassify shit left and right. As the president, that, that's within his purview. Right? It is. That doesn't make it right. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's where an independent commission would have been better mm-hmm. than this. Second, uh, the prosecutor is not required to release any findings uh, publicly. Mm-hmm. They're required to report privately to Congress, but not to the public. And if he, so, I mean, he could go on for a year, year and a half, yeah. and then just fall silent, and we'll never know anything. Whereas a, a rabble, 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 yeah. rabble. <laughs> Whereas a nine eleven style commission, there's just a whole lot more, uh, you know, bipartisan, a lot more transparency, a lot more transparency too. Well, wasn't it James so Comey that's said one of that the concerns about the two yeah. dynamics? Which I wonder if is why James Comey said yes, I will talk, you know, to a council or whatever if it is publicly uh, televised or in the public space where it is public knowledge of what I say. 
Like right. it's not going to be behind closed doors. It's not going to be a secret meeting. Yeah, I want to be in to speak the public. Publicly. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break here, and on the other side, we'll talk a little bit more about a side story that hasn't been getting as much attention as it probably deserves, because it's pretty fucking scary in its own right. Yeah. And it ties back into all of it. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Lloyd Evans. I'm a former Jehovah's Witness. I'm the author of The Reluctant Apostate and senior editor of JWSurvey.org, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. (laughs) Greetings, Americans. Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist, religious nuts. But many of your politicians who display these frightful traits seem to be quite popular. Particularly a certain wall-obsessed, small-handed, best-word-using, daughter-perving, war-inciting, candy-floss-headed clown. To those of you who choose to follow such balderdash, we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps. It probably won't be your cup of tea. Otherwise, give us a listen. Each episode, we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe. Things that annoy or delight us. That's two, as in the number two. And sceptical with a K. The wrong way to spell it. Cheerio! Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Okay, so did you guys see this stuff I, about Kevin McCarthy and what they said but in during during a private Republican meeting? No. Uh, with, I, yeah, I missed the whole McCarthy thing. You've not I, seen this? Oh, I, 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 I saw I it. I did. And I heard that the article said there's audio recordings of this and it's the shit is so fucking crazy. That I'm like, I don't know if I believe this 100% until I get to hear the actual fucking audio recordings. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of that. So, anyway, uh, this this story has not getting has not gotten, I think, as much attention as it otherwise would have just because of all of the other Trump bullshit that's been going on. Um, but there's a article in the Washington Post that says that Kevin McCarthy says. Quote, Putin pays Trump as a joke, basically, or maybe, mm. possibly, that's not really been determined yet. Uh, Paul Ryan shut him down, according to uh, the recording of the June 15th, 2016 exchange, which was listened to and, ver- and verified by reporters at the Washington Post. A month before Donald Trump clinched the Republican nomination, one of his closest allies in Congress, House Mat- House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Republican from California, said, quote, there's two people I think Putin pays, Rohrabacher and Trump. Some of the lawmakers laughed at McCarthy's comment. Then McCarthy quickly added, quote, swear to God. So you guys may remember Kevin McCarthy as, excuse me, the asshole who during during the uh, lead up to the votes. <laughs> election? Yeah, during the during the <laughs> during the election, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting foggy. <laughs> uh, during the during the election, um, Kevin McCarthy was the one who came out and said, "Well, yeah, you know, we're we're using Benghazi and these investigations against Hillary oh, Clinton. Right, right, right. Yeah, look yeah. at where her numbers have gone since we yeah. we've been doing all of this." 
And all of the Republicans are like, you're not supposed to say that out loud, jackass. (laughs) And they started freaking out. This was at the time when they were also looking for a new Speaker of the House because the other orange clown that was in there previously, uh, John Boehner, had decided to leave because he was tired of putting up with the bullshit. So he's leaving. They're looking for a new Speaker of the House. Nobody really was was getting all of the attention in order to do that. Kevin McCarthy was one of the front runners until he said that stupid shit about Hillary Clinton, where he basically Admitted accidentally to told their, the truth. Yeah. <laughs> he accidentally told the truth and his Republican colleagues freaked the fuck out and said, well, now you can't be Speaker of the House, jackass. So then you had Jason Chaffetz and uh, a few other people throw their hat in the ring. And Jason Chaffetz is so disliked even within the House that everybody's like, no. We need somebody else. And they all begged Paul Ryan to do it. Paul Ryan stepped up and said, okay, I'll do it with these, ex- with these stipulations and rules that my family comes first. Yeah. I'm going to do, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make this my, it's, my one thing that I do in my entire life. Funny that you'd say family comes first. Yeah. He doesn't agree that, that there should be maternity leave for women or men. No, well, see his family comes <laughs> yes. first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and his, he makes enough money and has. You know, ability. medical coverage. So, well, and he only works what five days a year. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't have to worry about that. It's everybody else's family, and they'll fuck them, right? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's who Kevin McCarthy is, and so he's the guy who, in 2016, during the election cycle, after Trump had all but clinched the nomination, said that there are only two people who, that there are two people who Putin pays. One of them is, uh, I believe, her name is Dana Rauerbacher. And the other is Trump. House Speaker Paul Ryan immediately interjected, stopping the conversation from further exploring McCarthy's assertion and swore the Republicans seek the Republicans present to secrecy. Ryan instructed his Republican lieutenants to keep the conversation private, saying, quote, no leaks. This is how we know we're a real family here. <laughs> I'm doing an Italian thing because this sounds pretty fucking mafia-esque. It yeah. does. That's how you know that we're right. That's how you know, you know that we're, we're tight. tight. Right and tight. Scalisi said, which is a very Italian name. Yes. What's so, said in so the- who's who? I mean, who's the godfather in the? I mean, dr- dr- <laughs> Trump's the godfather. So is is he the? These are made men. The, the one of the one of the lieutenants. Yeah. What's said in the family stays in the family. Paul Ryan added. Oh yeah, it is Dana Rohrabacher. So uh, Representative Dana Rohrabacher is a California Republican known in Congress as a fervent defender of Putin and Russia. Hmm. When initially asked to comment on the exchange, Brendan Buck, a spokesman for Ryan, said, quote, and this fucking pisses me off so bad. He says, quote, that never happened. And Matt Sparks, a spokesman for McCarthy, said, the idea that McCarthy would assert this is absurd and false. And they say this until, wait for it, the Washington Post reporter says, so uh, what if I told you we had recordings where they did exactly that? Yeah. <laughs> so after being told that the Post would cite a recording of the exchange, Buck, speaking for the GOP House leadership, said, uh, This entire year-old exchange was clearly an attempt at humor. No one believed the majority leader was seriously asserting that Donald Trump or any of our members were being paid by the Russians. What's more, ha, ha, ha. The speaker and leadership team have repeatedly spoken out against Russia's interference in our election, and the House continues to investigate that activity. Uh, I said good day, sir. Bullshit. Not really. 
So first he says, that never happened. Yeah. It's absurd that you would even say that. And then they say, well, we have a recording. He's like, oh, well. uh, It was a uh, joke. uh, Well, clear, you know, then he launches into this large diatribe about how, oh, clearly it was just an attempt at humor. Okay, well, which was it? Were you just fucking lying to me when I said, did this happen? And you said, no, that's a lie. It's totally false. It's absurd. You got on, you got all fucking indignant about it. And then I said, well, I have a recording. And you're like, oh, well, now let me be indignant, but for a different reason. Fuck these assholes. And if I'm not mistaken, they're the ones that refuse to believe anything about Russia having anything to do with the election and saying investigation wasn't needed. Yeah. Why would we need an investigation? You guys are going to find out where we're hiding all of the money. uh, uh, It's just a waste (laughs) of time. It's a waste of taxpayers' time and money. We need to get on to the business of making America great again. And by great, I mean filling my pocket with money. (laughs) Tax cuts for the wealthy. Yeah. Other important news. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kelly jokes on a hot mic that Trump should, quote, use that on the press, sir. Referring to the ceremonial saber Trump had just received at the Coast Guard Ooh. cadet graduation. That was so this was like what like yesterday. Uh-huh. Yes. Trump also used his speech to say, Look at the way I've been treated lately, especially by the media. No politician in history, and I say this with great surety, has been treated worse or more unfairly. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Kennedy and Lincoln are like sitting up in their grave right now. Like, <laughs> what the fuck did that motherfucker just say? Speaking of the press, Trump asks the FBI director more aggressively to pursue journalists who report on leaks, despite the fact that reporting on classified information already leaked is not a crime, <laughs> even though leaking it in the first place is. So they're not going after the leakers. They want to go after the press for reporting the leak. Yeah. Quote, the real danger, which got far less attention, was that Trump might use the draconian 100-year-old Espionage Act to target reporters with prosecution for publicly classified for publishing classified information. Less than six months into his presidency, we now have reason to believe this is a distinct possibility. Guardian.com analysis by Trevor Tim. But, I mean, realistically, I mean, that might work in the short term. I mean, he might be able to imprison a few reporters in the short term and shit like that. And and to be honest, I mean, those reporters would wear that as a, a badge yeah. of fucking honor. Oh, hell yeah, but, I would. But in the long term, it's it's not going to work. No. Well, I mean, the judiciary is, is going to check him on this. And and it's not going to work. You know, what's as, really as interesting about that is you're kind of fucked if you do and you're fucked if you don't, right? Because if a reporter comes out and says... I have information that says this about this person. You know, it's, it's, I have information about X. And the president comes out and says, well, you've just leaked classified information. We're going to put you in jail. Okay. Well, now, dumbass, you've just confirmed everything that I've reported. Yeah. Right. You (laughs) just fucking confirmed that everything I said is true. Otherwise, there'd be no reason to imprison me. Right. Ooh, but then there's a catch twenty two. But then, then the other side of that is okay. Well, then if you're in the press, you can say whatever the, the fuck, fuck you, you want. <laughs> and if the president doesn't doesn't throw you in jail, it's like okay. Was well, he not throwing me in jail because he doesn't want to confirm that that's the truth? Or it's really not true. Yeah, but I mean, in in the second case, 
other press is going to push back on. So, I mean, the Washington Post can just some reporter at the Post can just put out some bullshit. Right. Unconfirmed or whatever. But the Times or or the Boston Herald or somebody is going to pick that up and try to confirm that and find they can't. So that reporter is going to be checked by other media organizations. True. True. So that that's where the check there comes in. No, yeah. And you're absolutely right. And I'm glad you both picked up on that because that's why they wouldn't end up going to jail for that case. Yeah. But so anybody that he does choose to throw in jail. That is just confirming that they have yeah. reported the absolute truth. Yeah. Otherwise, and, there's and, no reason to jail them, right? I mean, and and, and they've just pocketed a Pulitzer Prize <laughs> at that point. I mean, you know, six months, and, twelve months, eighteen months, they'll be out. I mean, it's you know, fucking country club jail, and they'll be out, and, and they'll they have a like, Pulitzer Prize. They get like what three hundred thousand for a Pulitzer Prize Something nowadays? Like yeah. Yeah. Take it. Right. Right. The ticket at that point. So yeah. <laughs> Speaking of leaked classified information, Trump leaks information about an ISIS operation intending to use a laptop bomb to down an airplane to the Russian chief spy and ambassador to the U.S. in the Oval Office. Which they're not supposed to be in there. You don't let Russian spies in the Oval Office, you fucking nitwit. <laughs> oh, yes, I have I have several cough drops that I will just place yeah. at strategic locations around the office, okay? In case I have uh. cough later. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Did, so you saw that the mask, the uh, his 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 man, Trump's guy, say, "Hey, um, so is there? Did the Russians plant any bugs in the Oval Office?" And his response was, "I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter. We tell uh, them everything anyway. <laughs> but why would they have to plant any bugs? Did that you seem silly? Did you see Putin joking about it? Uh-uh. Oh, I saw that. I can't remember if I saw it this morning or last night." Putin was joking with a bunch of his people, uh, you know, talking like, ah, uh, they all think that we gave, uh, Trump gave us all this intel and stuff and blah, blah, blah. He goes, you know what's really wrong? He should have given us that intel. Bad guy. Oh, jeez. I missed that one. <laughs> I mean, you know, there, there was a Kislyak or whatever his name joking about the Comey firing. Yeah, this was, this was, but came this out, was, this was over in Russia with Putin at a desk was, with okay. all of his people around it. Yeah, I missed that one. So what was it Putin said? He said, let me find it right here. That's not what Putin said. I moved my finger on my phone, <laughs> which then moved the words in a different spot. There we go. I found it again. Uh, so what he actually said was, uh, I spoke to Lavrov today, Putin said with a smile. I'll be forced to issue him with a reprimand because he did not share these secrets with us, nor with me, nor with representatives of Russia's intelligence service. It was very bad of him. Oh, very bad, Lavrov. We'll spank you later. I, I still believe he he told him everything. Oh, um, yeah, I'm sure. But then again, why do you have to tell him anything? Because he's just listening out in the fucking van across the street. <laughs> <laughs> With all of the cough drops that have been left strategically throughout the office. Um, But when Trunk... When Trunk... <laughs> That's where he might be going. When Trunk leaked that information about the ISIS operation about... uh using a laptop bomb to down an airplane, which is why they've started saying that they're going to restrict all of these yeah. European flights, that people can't use their laptops. Allegedly, the source of the intel was Israel, and the human source of the intel could be in serious danger because one could deduce the agent knowing the city and intelligence, both of which Donald fucking Trump spilled the beans on. Which, I, 
So they say he can tell them whatever they want. It's like, no, because Russia may have 99 of the 100 pieces. And guess what you just gave them? The final piece to their puzzle go, ah, okay. That confirms what we know. Now we know so-and-so in Syria is doing this shit with fucking ISIS. Let's kill his ass. Trump then attempted to defend himself, saying he had the authority to declassify at any time and that the information was given for humanitarian purposes. Bullshit. What kind of humanitarian purposes would that serve? If Russia didn't know by now that ISIS was going to be using electronic devices that you take onto a plane to create bombs, their intelligence service sucks. (laughs) General McMaster's national security advisor defended Trump, essentially saying Trump wasn't aware the information was classified. What? How the fuck? I mean, he's the president of you. So so McMaster's is saying, no, it's okay. He, he, it, it's fine. It's because he's stupid. He's he, so our fucking incompetent. Our president is so dumb and incompetent, like Grant said. He didn't mean to. He's just that it's, stupid. Come on, give him a break. He's that young child. You know, they didn't know the stove was hot. But even though you told them the stove was hot, yet they still put their fucking hand on the stove. And of course, McMaster's statement obviously conflicts with Trump's defense that he can declassify whatever he wants at any time. Well, and technically he can. He can. But but again, I mean, these resources that, that he's revealing to the Russians, I mean, you know, what what everyone keeps forgetting is that while we and the Russians are against ISIS, we're, we're both against ISIS, Russia is also pals with, with Iran and with Syria. Yep. And these resources in the Middle East that that Trump is revealing to Russia are also being used to spy on Iran and mm-hmm. Syria. It's like, don't forget the, the base that we bombed in Syria was a Russian fucking air base. I, okay, I didn't know that was Russia. The Russians, they got their planes out. Oh, okay. Russia, I, I hadn't Russia, heard that was Russia. Russia was using that airstrip. Oh, okay. Well, but was it their, a Russian? I mean, it's still a Syrian air base. It's still a Syrian air base being used by Russia the Russians. Had, yeah. oh, okay, Russia being used by the Russians. So yeah. it's technically, it's, it's under, well, the Russians are using it. It's occupied by right, the Russians. Right, right. Okay, that, yeah. I, I, it's the same thing as like, oh, we have a bunch of air bases in Iraq now right. that used to be Saddam's. Right, okay. That makes sense, yeah. Two days ago, on Tuesday, May 16th, Trump meets with Turkish President Erdogan the same day that Erdogan's bodyguards assaulted U.S. protesters at the Turkish embassy. If you haven't seen the video of that. There was no statement from the White House. Yeah. No. And if you haven't seen the video of that, you should look it up. It's fucking crazy. It's fucking I will, psycho. I will be sure On to post American a link soil. to it. This isn't like Turkish embassy soil. No, yeah. This is in is, America. This, well, yeah, I mean, in the Turkish embassy, it's Turkish, it's Turkish it's soil. Yeah. It's not American soil when you're on embassy grounds. Right. This was across the fucking street. But this was across the street on American soil. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. And it's like 30 minutes of Erdogan's people out there just beating the shit shit out of protesters. Which those protesters have every right to protest. And DC police out there trying to break it up. Yeah. It's crazy. I I watched the video the whole time. I'm like, holy shit. Holy shit. How, How do you stop this? Like- all of Erdogan's people are going to be like, diplomatic community. Nah. <laughs> We're going to beat the shit out of these people. Then they learn like, no, sorry, your president has immunity. Well, and they've, you got, don't. they've got these, uh, these poor people. They probably do. They yeah. probably do. You know, there's, 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 there are these older people that mm-hmm. they like punch and hit 
they're down on the ground and Erdogan's guys are just fucking kicking him in the yeah. face. And I mean, just beating the shit out of these people. And they were Turkish immigrants. Yeah. Who, who do not agree with Erdogan's policies yeah. in Turkey and were there to protest. And so Erdogan sent his guys out to beat the shit out of them in America. Yeah. Your, your diplomatic immunity doesn't prevent me from kicking you in the nuts. <laughs> just <laughs> Well, and this happens in America when Trump yeah. was, was set to meet with Erdogan and there's nothing from the White House nope. about this. They make no statement at all nope. about Erdogan's people beating the shit out of these people in America. American citizens on American soil. Yep. It's fucking nuts. I will be sure to post a link to that video out on the Godless Revolution Facebook page. Uh, protesters outside the Turkish embassy protested Erdogan's policies, and the protest became violent as Erdogan's personal guards sprinted past the police line and began savagely beating protesters. The Turkish state news said. The Turkish State News Agency said the security team did so because U.S. policies failed to stop an unauthorized protest. Not your fucking country to decide that shit. Yeah. Eleven Americans were injured, of which nine were hospitalized. And here's the thing in America. You don't have to get authorization to protest. No. I mean, you... Well, well, it depends uh, on how many people you have. It depends on the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, additionally, two Secret Service agents were assaulted in the melee, according to the New York Times. The State Department condemned the attack as an assault on free speech and warned Turkey that the action would not be tolerated. Quote, we are communicating our concern to the Turkish government in the strongest possible terms, said Heather Nauert, a State Department spokesperson. Please, Mr. Erdogan, can you not beat up on our citizens? <laughs> Will not be tolerated now that it's over and done and nine people are hospitalized. Trump, who was meeting with Erdogan that day, has not made a statement at all. Even since then, yeah. nothing. My name is Dr. Karen Garst. I am the author of Women Beyond Belief, Discovering Life Without Religion, I also have a blog at www.faithlessfeminist.com. You can find me on Facebook at Faithless Feminist and Twitter. I'm at Karen underscore Garst. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution. Don't you sometimes feel uh, sad about breaking all these myths apart? <laughs> no, no, because I, I, I think it's uh, some myths are, are, are deserve to be broken apart out of respect for the human intellect that um, no when you're writhing on the ground and froth is coming out of your mouth you're having an epileptic seizure you have not been invaded by the devil we got this one figured out okay thank you to everybody who has rated the show on itunes and stitcher and are following us on youtube twitter and facebook and to all our patreon patrons you make the show possible Speaking of Turkey, Flynn, General Michael Flynn, disgraced general, fired general twice. Yeah. Uh, ISIS attacked Turkey and lobbying. And then there's links to stuff here <laughs> <laughs> that uh, uh, I'm, I'll post links to the, the articles. Maybe this stuff is hot off the press. <laughs> then the Flynn, the Flynn affair gets worse. Um. Flynn's lawyers have indicated that they do not intend to honor the Senate Intelligence Panel subpoena. Oh, I heard about that. This means if Congress takes action, he could go to jail until the subpoenaed documents are surrendered. This means that his lawyers, or he, 
must have assessed that he would rather risk jail by contempt than face the consequences of releasing the documents. There must be something bad in them. Well, and Flynn has come out and through his attorneys said that he has a story to tell and he wants to tell it, but but he he wants wants to do so under immunity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if he doesn't get immunity and they just are trying to subpoena these documents, he's like, uh, probably I'd go to jail anyway. So I might as well go and not give you the documents. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That that seems to be, I mean, that's my, that's my take on, on this, right? Is that. He figures he's going to go to jail either way unless he's granted immunity. Right. So why would he turn over documents that would only make be more incriminating yeah. than just go to jail and not give them the documents? It's like, I'd rather go to cushy jail than go to break rocks jail. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's like rolling craps with with a situation like this. Is that you know does he really know anything or is he just saying this to get the immunity and then he doesn't actually have anything? I'm and. <sighs> I'm more on the side that Flynn knows something. I am too. Oh yeah. I'm I'm thinking if any if anything really kind of puts a final nail in the coffin of Trump, it's gonna be something Flynn knows. Well, I think he knows something and he's implicit in the thing that he knows. And he's probably implicit in and it. And that's Complic- why complicit, yeah. complicit yeah, yeah. in it. Uh and so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm oftentimes I'm kind of res- reticent about kind of giving immunity to somebody like Flynn, but I don't know. I, in this case, if, I'm, is, I'm it might be worth it. it. Might be worth it. I mean, he's all he's already disgraced. He's already yeah. out. You know, he'll he'll never. So he's got enough money to live the rest of his life out. Yeah, and he probably won't go to jail for anything he did one way or the other. So, but th- then the question is, is how bad is this thing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I killed I, I 14 people with my bare hands. <laughs> so Trump could take a bath. Yeah. With <laughs> their, blood. their blood. The, the blood. <laughs> By the way, they were infants. <laughs> the New York Times reports that Flynn told transition team, which was led by Pence, that he knew he was being investigated for his secret work for a Turkish lobbying firm with dark money trails to Russia on January 4th. This means the transition team knew far earlier than they initially reported. Which this then goes, puts in Pence in a rough spot. Uh-huh. However, and, and I just checked on my phone just like five minutes ago, uh-huh. headline on, on CNN is that Pence was kept in the dark uh-huh. about Flynn and his history. I I didn't read the whole article, so I mean, yeah, I mean, this shit's changing every yeah. fucking twenty minutes. Oh yeah, well, and and what's weird is that, or not weird. I guess it's not weird. I, we should come to expect it by this time. But everything that we're told from people in the Trump administration is contradicted by somebody else in the Trump administration, mm-hmm. generally by the president himself. Or through other news reporting, and then the administration has to backtrack and say, oh, yeah, well, okay, yeah, there's that, but. Yeah. Yeah. There's that, but. You know, let's try to let's try to mitigate that now or explain it away with a but. Well, sure, that happened, but. And it doesn't hold water. What you have not seen happen at all in any of this reporting is any of the reporting saying something bad went down and then later being proven false. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You've only seen it go Nothing the other way. Has been proven false. Yeah. You've only seen it go the other yeah. way. Even 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 that fucking dossier. 
I mean, you know, the, the dossier came out last year. With the PP play? With yeah. the PP play and all that. <laughs> and everyone just kind of wrote it off and said, oh, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. But point by point, things in it are being proved true. Right. Not everything yet, but, you know, uh, well, I'm, nothing, I'm, nothing that I know of in the dossier has been proven false. Right. Has been proven false. Yeah. It's, it's all just one point after another been proven true. Mm -hmm. Which is why I'm still waiting for a Russian hooker with a strong bladder to come. God, I know. Don't you? I mean, <laughs> you know the money she would make if, if she would release that shit? I mean, oh. she she would be wealthy. Be I mean, she Pornhub yeah. would pay her a ton of money just to reshoot that scene. Oh no, shit! <laughs> how the fuck in all of this? How the fuck does Pence come out as as the honorable, clean cut guy who who was just kept in the dark, knew nothing about anything? He's he's the only decent guy in this entire story. Who, who apparently- Well, by comparison, I mean- who, who supposedly hasn't done anything wrong so far that I'm aware of. He was either lied to or kept in the dark or, or whatever. So he's coming out of this clean. He's the only decent guy in this entire story. And it's fucking Pence. Or, Pence is well, a fucking asshole. The, according to the narrative so far, but I'm, I mean, I would bet that a lot of that narrative is bullshit. Well, it very well I mean, he, Pence I, led the transition team, and the transition team knew about Michael Flynn's bullshit back on January 4th. But again, I mean, now it's coming out. And again, I haven't read the whole story, but even though Pence led the transition team, he was kept in the dark about Flynn. Huh. And if that's true, then... Well, then how fucking incompetent is Pence? Well, or, <laughs> or are they keeping Pence in the dark on certain issues so they know when Trump gets out of is office, they can still keep deniability? Pence in? Yeah. Is it plausible deniability because Pence was always the backup plan to begin with? I don't know, man. Like, they knew they were fucked How, how the deep beginning. into conspiratorial waters <laughs> would we know. like to tread? With this one, I don't think it's going to have to go very far. Well, speaking of Pence... Pence filed to make his own leadership pack, the Great yeah. America Committee. The FEC, the FEC filing for the Great America Committee offers few details about how Pence intends to use it, other than saying the committee supports slash opposes more than one federal candidate. Hmm. <laughs> the pack the will be run by former Pence senior campaign advisor Nick Ayers and has been in the works since December according to Bloomberg News, which first reported the story Wednesday. Pence's so, new Great America Committee appears to have no connection to the similarly named Great America PAC formed last year by supporters of then-candidate <sighs> Donald Trump. That PAC was apparently formed with no feedback from candidate Trump and was disavowed by his campaign, according to the Wall Street Journal. So Pence has been getting ready to take over the office since December. Well, speaking of Pence's chances at the White House, on Wednesday, <laughs> on, on Wednesday, May 17th, yesterday, Representative Al Green of Texas, Democrat, called for President Trump to be impeached from the House floor on Wednesday morning, accusing the president of obstruction of justice. This is the first person in Congress to say publicly. within Congress publicly that the president needs to be impeached. He said, quote, I rise today with a sense of responsibility and duty to the people who have elected me, a sense, to, a sense of duty to this country, a sense of duty to the Constitution of the United States of America, he began. 
I rise today, Mr. Speaker, to call for the impeachment of the President of the United States of America for obstruction of justice. There is a belief in this country that no one is above the law, and that includes the President of the United States of America. Yeah, it's true. Though the President can kind of make himself above the law. Yeah. There are, there are a lot of things that he's exempted from by nature of him just being the President. Yeah. But he's also, not, oh, he's, he's not ex- exempt from being a douche. No, that's no. that kind of he. That, but I mean, we knew that when he was elected. I true, mean, <laughs> it's an inextricable quality of him. So we can't impeach him for douchery. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, you can impeach for pretty much anything. So, technically uh, speaking, yeah, you could. But. I know what I would have said on the House floor. What would you have said on the House floor? Uh, I'm impeaching him for douchery. For douchery? Yeah. <laughs> he, he has a fiduciary responsibility? Yes. To... <laughs> <laughs> uh, May 17th, yesterday, Representative Justin Amish, Republican of Mississippi? Or is that Mich... No. Michigan's MN. I think it's Mississippi. Mississippi. My, my brain is clouded, man. I'm telling you. I mean, it could or, be, uh, like I'm looking at be, that going. Could uh, be Missouri. It could be Mississippi. It could be. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, how do you get AK my out of Alaska? Island. Is that what that's I haven't for? been in seventh grade civics for <laughs> a long time. So. Uh, Co sponsored a bill to establish an independent commission to investigate Russia's role in the election. This was voted for by House Democrats and one Republican, Jones. Republican from North Carolina. Amish voted against his own bill, seeing it wouldn't pass, likely a procedural move that would allow him to bring the legislation back up for discussion, according to House rules. Even more from the House. New Hampshire representative who created and moderated Reddit's Red Pill Forum resigns. What a beta cuck. (laughs) He's not an alpha, definitely a beta beta. cuck. (laughs) The Red Pill is a subreddit dedicated to a form of toxic masculinity oriented around male superiority and perceptions of discrimination against men. Extreme misogyny abounds. The representative himself made posts indicating he believed women were, quote, intellectually inferior and, quote, useful only for sex. Ah. Speaking of intellectually inferior women, there's jokes that... We'll keep private. (laughs) In nepotism news, (laughs) Ivanka Trump leads the White House meeting in Trump's absence. Oh, God. Yeah, that pissed me off when I heard that. Ivanka Trump led a roundtable about human trafficking with members of Congress while Trump was speaking at the Coast Guard graduation. No, no. no. He misspelled that. It's... It's not speaking, it's whining and complaining. (laughs) (laughs) They're being so unfair to me. Talking about himself at the Coast Guard graduation. The meeting was attended by members of both parties, including House Majority Leader McCarthy, who we've talked about in this episode, Kevin McCarthy, the dipshit who did the Hillary Clinton thing, was going to, all of that bullshit. I say there should just be a rule, no more McCarthy's in public office. (laughs) Ivanka has an office at the White House, but does not fill a congressionally approved, vetted, or paid role. So what the fuck is she doing in that? She's just the president's daughter leading meetings in the White House, because that's what you do now, apparently. I hope she brought cookies. Jason Chaffetz. Boo. Boo. Fuck him. Republican from Utah. Resignation impending. The end of June, he will probably announce 
Well, he already well, did and Varsoon. As of this afternoon, he has officially. Yeah. Oh. He has as officially of, uh, the 30th of June is his last day. Because last month he announced that he would not seek re-election when his term is up in 2018. He initially indicated he might not fill the remainder of this term. He abruptly took leave of Congress for an, quote, emergency foot surgery. Bones, Though he yeah. returned to vote on the ACA repeal. As chair of the House Oversight Committee, Chaffetz openly anticipated raking then-forerunner Clinton over the coals, anticipating her as future president. Speculation is that Chaffetz doesn't want to be seen as harming his own party now that his role in oversight might be turned against Trump. So I, I agree with that speculation. I've heard two different stories, and, and both are very plausible, and um, they might both be true. The story he gave for why he's resigning family thing. I mean, that whole thing is bullshit. My foot hurts, yeah. and I'm my foot old, and I'm going to spend time and, with my and family. Empty nest, and my kids are going off to... He got reelected six months ago. I mean, let's be honest. His donors should be pissed. What kind, right of la- what kind of shitty fucking planning is this from you, Chaffetz? That you didn't know your kids are graduating and going off to, you know, graduate school or whatever? The nanny had not informed me of this months six ago? months ago, sir. I only found out this his, this last week. His donors have a right to be pissed right now. Oh, hell uh, yeah. Six months ago, they elected him and gave him buttloads of money. So one one argument, and it's a very valid argument, is that Chaffetz wants to maintain his reputation and and not be sucked. He sees what's coming as in 2018. As a gigantic asshole? He sees what's coming in 2018 and over the next 18 months, and he doesn't want to be sucked into it, and he wants to leave while, while his reputation, at least in the, on the right, is relatively clear. Yeah, as as a bulldog against those Democrats and and a watchdog who's exactly. going to take the Democrats to task yeah. for their wrongdoings. Right. So, and so he, he makes doesn't want to do that. run. Yeah. Well, in, or gubernatorial. Gubernatorial. Yeah. He's going to come back here another, to Utah. Well, so the other suspicion is that uh, he's looking at Fox News. Yeah, I did hear about that. And he's looking to be the next, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, who? Bill O'Reilly. Got, Bill O'Reilly. And, fucking let him do that. Then I don't have to pay attention to his ass. Well, but again, I mean, his his fucking, you know, I mean, the people donated to him, elected him for two years, six months ago, and now he's going to quit his $170,000 a year job here to go get $15, $20 million a year, which is what O'Reilly got, yeah. plus another $15, 20000000 in book deals mm-hmm. uh, over on Fox News. He has every right to do that. Fuck, I hope but he does that instead fucking, of running for governor. I really oh, do. Oh shit, so do I. Yeah. I cannot I really if he Chaffetz. if he moves to Fox, fuck it, I don't I don't have to watch him there. If he yeah. becomes governor of the state of Utah, have I have to, to listen yeah. and pay attention to what that crazy fucker is going to do. Yeah. No doubt. So go I, work at Fox, fucker. Fucking pocket that money shit, get the fuck off. Go go away. Get out of politics except as a commentator, which is what you're best at anyway, just running your fucking gums. I hate that guy. <laughs> really, he's such no, an no, asshole. So he's just a fucking prick. And now, and now, Utah's governor and legislature—they're all at each other's throats, trying to figure out how to fuck, how the how to fucking replace him, and and who's going to have the power there. Well, I heard they weren't going to replace him in the interim. Oh, they are going to replace. Are him. they? I thought oh, they were yes. saying they weren't. No, well, for they for Utah. Oh yeah. Okay. They're they're not going to go eighteen months with only with three, no representation with yeah. only three House members. No, 
uh, the the debate and what's unclear in the Utah Constitution is is how okay uh, and the process by which I I don't even I don't even fully understand it but it's something about well and again most states the governor just selects somebody right right but in Utah it's not really clear huh. hmm. and whether we go through a whole election well and that's what it's looking at it's looking like we're going to have a special election. But how do we choose the – so one side is saying that the existing um, – uh, not diplomats. Uh, what's the word? Representatives? Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, in a caucus system, you have um, – Oh, you're a uh, uh, dele- uh, delegates. Delegates. Yeah, delegates. Okay. <laughs> I should have just said the whole word. <laughs> the existing delegates that, that already exist will just choose the candidates. And, and so mm-hmm. one side is saying, let's do that. The other side is saying, no, we should do a full primary. And so there's a whole lot of debate back and forth. Both sides are trying to make sure, and both sides are Republican, Mm -hmm. and both sides are trying to make sure, well, whatever we do, we want to make sure that it's a Republican. Republican. We don't want a fucking runoff between three Republicans and one Democrat and Mm -hmm. have a Democrat win because Republican. So we don't want that to happen. So, you know, they're trying to protect against that as well. So. It's like this whole big thing, and names are coming out of the closet of all these people who are. Well, wasn't now there? Running. Wasn't that female doctor planning on running against Chaffetz and was raising a whole lot of well, money? She, and uh, she might have been. I could be totally wrong on that. But yeah, there was a female doctor, and she's because not I, it seems like that was another one of the things I heard is that he saw the writing on the wall that he's very, very unpopular now, even within his own district, yeah. and that. She is very popular, has raised quite a bit of money, and then well, his ass will be too. on the line during the next election. Well, and, but even then, he could have completed his term. Yeah. He had already said- And then just been, chosen not to run and be like, eh, I don't want to well, anymore. Well, and he already, he already announced weeks he wasn't ago that run. he wasn't going to run. Yeah. He so. still could have completed his term. No, he quit because he didn't want to be sucked into this quagmire. And or Fox News is courting him with a multi-million dollar deal, mm. which I- I can see both answers being plausible and true simultaneously. Oh, God. Wouldn't it be really shit if he did both? <sighs> like became governor and worked for Fox News. Can he? It'd be, I would think it would be hard to do both simultaneously. He'd try it. Well, and the governor thing is kind of a third thing. That's, that's a whole third thing, whether, whether or that's not he's entirely speculation. Gubernatorial. My understanding, I, d- I don't think Herbert's planning on running again. No, I don't, yeah, I, I believe I think he's, said, he's I believe he has said. said that he's not going to. He run. will then. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. if Republicans didn't have double standards, yeah, yeah. they wouldn't have any standards. At all. Well, in case you live under a rock news, the Comey memo, it was a leaked document to multiple news sources indicating Trump had former FBI Director Comey at the White House the day before Flynn was forced to resign. Vice President Pence and AG Sessions were asked to leave the Oval Office, where Trump then asked Comey to let this go. Flynn is a good guy. According to a memo by Director or ex-FBI Director James Comey, Comey has a history of taking contemporaneous memos, and they have held up in court before as admissible evidence such as during the Ashcroft affair during the Bush administration. I don't know how many people are familiar with that. That was warrantless wiretapping. Yeah. It was okay. about the warrantless yeah. wiretapping. 
Megan Welsh confirmed on Twitter that Fox News, quote, independently confirms existence of the Comey memo in which Trump asked him to end the Flynn investigation. So in 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 my opinion, and that that is a smoking gun. I mean, Trump could have weathered everything else. Trump probably could have even weathered the Comey firing. There there were plenty of, of plausible explanations. Yeah. And his supporters were like, oh, well, you know, Comey had to go and blah, 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 blah. That that memo is what changed my mind. Last week I was kind of skeptical. I, I wasn't sure. Uh were they going to have enough on Trump? Is Trump going to be impeached? Et cetera. Even with the Comey firing, I was kind of skeptical. Mm-hmm. When the memo came out, I felt like, yeah. Now, I mean, that's that's a nail in the coffin. And that's Trump. This is what is going to impeach Trump. And that's is, the thing that, that, is that memo. Yeah, all of Comey's friends on obstruction about of justice. Him. You think? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or or something to that to that effect. I mean, when you're impeached, you're impeached on high crimes and misdemeanors, which can mean whatever the fuck Congress wants it to mean. So if it's obstruction of justice, I, I think, you know, Nixon was under a very similar was under something similar to obstruction of justice as well. So. Um, and, and one good thing about Comey and his friends have said is he is very good at leaving a paper trail behind himself. Right. So that way, the, he has the information to back up what he's doing and saying. All these arguments that it's a fake memo or that, that he made it up after the fact mm-hmm. or that it doesn't exist, those are all bullshit by, by his own history and everyone who knows Yeah. It. I mean, it says right here. It's, they've he's, been, done it, it, it's, he's using yeah, it in the past. Of he's using it in court as, as evidence. Mm-hmm. So, and, and everyone who's talked on both sides, you know, political spectrum, who've worked with the FBI, says this is standard practice. I mean, for fuck's sake, it's standard practice for me working at the VA. I, I don't take, I don't do anything based on a verbal confirmation. Mm-hmm. I, I have somebody send me a fucking email yeah. saying, make this change on this server because I, you know, I, I want that paper trail. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just common fucking sense. Oh, yeah. And if Trump has fucking tapes, then, you know. Well, even. Even working at a fire department, we almost don't do anything without a paper trail. Yeah. Everything's documented, written down. Hmm. It's Well, the last bit that we have to cover tonight is a bio of Mueller. I've talked about how well-respected he is in Mm -hmm. circles. Uh, So we'll do that when we get back from this short break. Hi, this is Yvette Dontremont, a.k.a. The Cybabe, and you're listening to Godless Revolution. You can find me at Cybabe.com, at my Twitter account, at The Cybabe, and if you've hunt really hard, you can find me at Pornhub. I dare you. I do spend probably a little bit more time than I should on, on religion, and uh, I have a certain amount of hostility to, uh, to it. Uh, I think the most rational reason for it is because of the harm that I see it does. We were talking about that earlier. Uh, Many people do simply awful things out of sincere religious belief, not using religion as a cover uh, the way Saddam Hussein may have done, but really because they believe that this is what God wants them to do, going all the way back to Abraham being willing to sacrifice Isaac 
because God told him to do that. Putting God ahead of humanity is a terrible thing. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! So we're back. We're going to do Robert Mueller Mueller bio, but my voice is going, so I'm going to reserve a little bit of it and have, have you find gentlemen... Do this stuff, if you don't mind. So I'm just going to read until I fuck up. <clears throat> <laughs> and it's good to read because then I learned more about him because I didn't know much about the guy. So he's 72 years old, which is pretty fucking old. <laughs> no, seriously. He, like, honestly, but he doesn't look that old. He didn't. No, I've uh, seen that. I've seen it. Especially I wouldn't have guessed he was 72. He's aged well. I would have said he was in his early to mid 60s, maybe. Yeah. I mean, at his age, I would have been retired by now by seeing this next stuff. Uh, he read a, he led a rifle platoon during the Vietnam War and was awarded the Bronze Star, Purple Heart, and two Navy accommodation medals for his service. Mueller received a bachelor's degree from Princeton University, his master's in international relations from the New York University, and his law degree from University of Virginia. Uh, he presidents he, who appointed Mueller to his position of the DOJ and the FBI are Reagan, H.W. Bush, Clinton. Bush Part Two and Obama. That's a lot of. That's, that's a lot of presidents. That's a lot well, of service. He's, he's yeah. had and he's had multiple positions, uh, dating back all the way to Reagan. His his uh, tenure as head of the FBI began with Bush Jr. Yeah, and um, he was the I think second longest tenured FBI director, mm-hmm. behind, aside from Hoover. only behind Hoover. Uh, yeah. Only behind Hoover. Yeah. yeah. It says Mueller was appointed to the uh, director of the FBI September 4th, 2011, exactly one week before 9-11. 2001. Damn. 2001. Yeah, I, I pulled a, I pulled a uh, Trump there. And... Yeah, that's all good. <laughs> um, he, was, he was widely credited with the transformation, with transforming the Bureau from a, uh, why can I not pronounce this? Purely? purely? Yeah, I was like, purely. I'm like, what? Yeah, my... <laughs> I'm recovering from the fog as well. Purely Purely. law enforcement agency. Just say say pure. Forget the L-Y. Just say pure. I I was saying that. I'm like, pure? Pearly? No. Is it the the multiple? Pearly law enforcement gig. Is it the multiple consonants that are getting you? It is. (laughs) They fucked me up. Just, Just go with single consonants, man. From a purely law enforcement agency to an intelligence driven organization to confront the looming terror threat. Mueller and Cormie have a history together uh, that frame Comey <laughs> that frame Comey has for taking meticulous memos of prior conversations. Ten years ago, this week, that he testified before the Senate Judiciary Community <laughs> regarding a standoff he and Mueller had with Bush administration. In 2004, the Attorney General Ashcroft uh, was ill in the hospital bed. Oh shit! Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, when they go to the hospital, they go to a hospital bed, and he's like barely conscious. Uh, yeah. Conscious. Then White House Chief of Staff oh, Andrew man. Card and White House Counsel Alberta Gonzalez Gonzalez were en route to the hospital to force Ashcroft to. are there to do some shady shit. They wanted him to reauthorize an unconstitutional NSA spying program. Well, and that's when Ashcroft was like out of it. <clears throat> yeah. He 
he was barely responsive at all. They they were worried that he had no idea what he was even signing. Which yeah. it basically sounds like he had they, no idea what he was yeah, signing. Yeah, and they showed up at the hospital to take advantage of that. Yeah. The deputy attorney general and acting head of, just, of the Justice Department, James Comey, said that he called his chief of staff to get his people to the hospital and that his second call was to the FBI director. I hung up, called Director Mueller, with whom I had been uh, discussing this particular matter and had been of great help to me over the week. Uh, <laughs> over that week. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and told him uh, what was happening. Comey testified in 2007. He said, I'll meet you at the hospital right now. Well, and that's, that's one of the interesting things I thought I remember he- hearing about earlier this week, but I didn't know the whole timeline, but that Mueller actually worked for Comey. Comey mm-hmm. was his boss yeah, yeah. at a certain point. Mm-hmm. I, I knew they had been long associates, mm-hmm. but yeah. That close. I handed the phone to the head of the security detail, and Director Mueller instructed the FBI agent present not to allow me to be removed from the room under any circumstances, and I went back in the room. Gonzalez and Card arrived before Mueller. Comey said they tried to make their case, but Ashcroft refused and uh, deferred to Comey. He said the two left the room and Mueller arrived shortly after. Mueller's notes from the time back up the accounts of Comey provided to the uh, Senate committee. Comey made his remarks that day to Senate Chuck Schumer, whose chief counsel was uh, Perrette Preet Bharara. Pre- I, 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 I fuck up that guy. I want to say Bahama. <laughs> the, the same fucking Preet Bharara. That New from York, New York. New York. Uh, uh, attor- not federal attorney. or I can't remember what his title was. He's, he's like a federal attorney. Or, he's a, or, uh, he's or a, a U.S. attorney. Yeah, federal US prosecutor attorney or something. Yeah. U- U.S. attorney. I think that's. <laughs> Yep, because Bihara went on to become U.S. attorney and was fired oh. by Trump. <laughs> <It says it laughs> yeah, right yeah. If I had just read five more words, I would have answered my own goddamn question. But that's not how you do it on the show. We just make shit up. Yeah. <laughs> he just quit as a partner of William Hale, which Mueller joined in 2014. He was frequently tapped by major corporations and institute institutions to conduct complex, sensitive internal investigations. Among his recent clients was the defense contract Booz Allen, Booz Allen Hamilton, uh, which hired him to review the company's security procedures after one of its employees was charged with stealing classified data from the NSA. Another was the National Football League, which tapped Mueller to examine how the oh. league handled a domestic abuse case involving former Baltimore Ravens running back Ray Rice. He, yeah, he was old Ray Rice guy. And the other one that he did was uh, Volkswagen. When oh, with oh, VW, I heard about VW. Yeah, for their okay. emissions bullshit. Former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort, Trump's daughter Ivanka, and his son-in-law Jared Kushner are all clients of Wilmer Hale, uh, the former... The, I always do the tongue thing when I fuck up words. <laughs> the firm Mueller is leaving to assume the position of, of special prosecution overseeing the high-profile Russian election, election probe. Uh, Wilmer Hale, co-manager director Robert Novick, uh, said Mueller did not uh, play any part in the firm's work for Manafort, Ivanka, Trump, or Kushner. Uh, so that that part I didn't know, and I I guess I mean it's good he's leaving Wilmer Hale, but that, yeah, I mean that that seems I don't know it, it just 
the world is not that fucking small. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, this firm is probably quite large and probably. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to cast any, any aspersions on his asparagus, uh, <laughs> <laughs> about, about Mueller. I, I still, I still, but it's still really, I, it's just sketchy. I mean, I, I'm hearing well, this for the first time and now all of a sudden I, you know, conspiracies are going and, through and, my and, head again. And it's maybe like, he knew that already. And that's why, Hey, I'm going to quit the firm because I know that these people are clients of the firm. And I don't want to be thinking that this right, firm is. And, and that's, it just fucking of all the goddamn law firms, he happens to be working for the same one that, that, well, here's the thing. With as many, well, and with to as be many, honest, I mean, Ivanka probably employs multiple lawyers and exactly. multiple law firms. That's what I was going to say. With, so, as, with as much legal trouble as that family's in, <laughs> every law firm in the U.S. is probably a client of theirs. Probably, yeah. So you know, there's that. It, it just, yeah, it just. But him feels scummy. Yeah. The the whole situation feels scummy. But with him leaving the firm. It not only protects himself from saying, "Hey, I don't, I no longer work with them," no, so there's and nothing, that's true. but it also protects the firm in that case. That's true. Yeah, and and that's true. So yeah, I'm I'm being conspiratorial. Well, and like I said earlier, you know, every oh. everything that I've read or seen about him is that he's uh, he's, he's a, above reproach. He's above reproach, and and I agree with that. Man of everything high integrity. I've read, yeah. yeah, it just feels so scummy. I mean, why can't you get? something outside of all of this inbred network i mean it's i mean it's it's like the fucking hatfields and mccoys i yeah it, it might be hard because if you're going to take someone you're not going to take it from joe blow alabama uh law firm and in, in deer tanning this firm you're going to take it from a high-end firm from a you know a major reputable law firm and rich I, people yeah. are going to go to major big time law firms to get their shit taken care of. Well, and and the last line of Alexander's thing says, it's a massive firm with high-end clients, um, and it's assessed as not a surprising or worrying overlap because it's (sighs) such a huge place. And and I agree with that. But again, it just feels scummy. It, well, I think it feels like the same goddamn swamp. The same swamp of people. But no, I, I... yeah, I'm, I'm glad Mueller is there. It would just be nice if that connection wasn't there. I yeah. just wish it wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to be hard because, you know, it, the the law firm is a large place and, you know, you've got the Trumps and the Kushners and, and everybody else in the administration who have such large businesses. It's going to be hard to find you know, a, a large, well-respected, reputable place that mm-hmm. hasn't done business with one of them at yeah, one I time or so. another. I mean, how, maybe all they handled was the Ivanka's prenup. <laughs> <laughs> well, who, that? who would need the prenup there? Because Kushner is very, very wealthy. She's very- True. That's why Kushner got wealthy. a prenup, because she knows Ivanka's tr- businesses are fucking failing. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad is going to fuck it all up for you. Pretty much. <laughs> I think you do a better Trump with your bad voice. Yeah. <laughs> when my voice is about gone, then I can then I can really get down. Then you can really get down. <laughs> when I'm a little bit when I'm a little bit congested, you need to stay congested <laughs> until he's out of office. <laughs> um, <clears throat> sorry, my voice is just about gone. Uh, 
but we also received a little bit of listener feedback uh, by way of message from listener Stephanie, who sent us a message and said that with all that's happening of late, I can't wait for your next episode. It's every day that the news has something more intense about Trump. I hope it's not at the cost of our democracy, but Jesus, I can't help but grin. Cheeto is no longer neato in the American eye. <laughs> Just wish you guys had more episodes than once a week. I don't have much, but am considering Patreon, and your podcast is the only one I have even been tempted to donate to on Patreon. We really do appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you very much for that. That's very nice. We hope that we didn't make you go completely batshit crazy over everything Trump in this episode. <laughs> Well, and there was just so much. I mean, there was just so much. All, yeah. all of that, infor- all of that information was within the last week. Within yeah. the last week, we, I don't think much we of any spent... of that was was what we covered last when we recorded no. one week ago tonight. No, and and we could have spent so much more time on it, going into the details of a whole lot more. Oh of shit! Stuff. Yeah, you know, reading a lot of the different articles and stuff. So we wanted to be sure that we were able to get you that out that information. I want to thank Alexander so much for yeah. sending us oh, all yeah. of that. Compiling all of that for us and and sending it to us, uh, fucking amazing! Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that. I really, really appreciate. It. While I'm thanking people, I also want to thank our Patreon subscribers. That would be Christy Kalbach, Andrew Vodapich, Jefferson, Mo Cowbell, Wes Aaron, Utah Outcasts, Andy Faulkner, Angelica Pearson, Jeremy Goodson, Brandy Hamrick, Taylor Grin. Grant Larimer and Savit Acuna and the Gaytheist. Thank you all very much. Yes. You're you're welcome. <clears throat> I don't you, see Mr. I don't Larimer. see your names up there. <laughs> well, <laughs> who do you think buys the beer and pizza, man? Yeah. Who, uh, who do you think drives two hours? Oh well there's that. <laughs> oh, that's true too, yeah. Um if you would like to become a Patreon supporter, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash godless revolution we would appreciate that very much if you cannot afford to become a patron of the show just yet but would like to show the show some love you can head over follow us on twitter follow us on youtube uh rate and like the show out on itunes every every platform you find it on, wherever you can do so share the show with your friends send them links post it uh share things that we post out on our facebook timeline Tweet at us, send us email messages. We love hearing from our listeners, so it's now, always good. Now I just got I just got one thing I want to say before we end tonight's show. What's that? I was given a new responsibility this week. Oh god damn it, I forgot. I was given a new oh. an <laughs> awesome responsibility this week from our friends on the two skeptical chaps. You know what? We need to play the clip of that. So okay. I'm gonna pause this and we'll find the clip and play it and then Okay. Okay, hang on. All right, we need to deal with the godless revolution again, Spike. Yes. So, I've I've been doing some thinking, and I, I like it when they talk about us, Spike. So I thought, what's what's a quick way I can get them to talk about us every episode? <laughs> <laughs> I've come up with an idea. Uh-huh. You know how Agent Duffy uh, said, asked if he would be allowed to promote or demote the uh-huh. other two. I think, and he's been very uh, loyal. I know where you're going Duffy. with he's us? He's the only one. He never said he never says anything bad about uh-huh. us. I think we should give him a little bit of extra power. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it might make them treat him nicer as well. Every episode of The Godless Rev, Agent Duffy, you are allowed to promote either Dan or Matt, just one of them, mm-hmm. one level. 
Just one of them. So you have to pick who's been the nicest to you, and you can pick which one gets the promotion that episode. <laughs> He's going to love this. There you go. Power. Um, alternatively, you can demote them one level as well. How about that? But only one of them. One level. <laughs> I think that's going to cause some fun. <laughs> and on that note, I think we're out of time. This has been good fun. Okay, so they're they're throwing out like a Sophie's Choice on you. Uh, they are. They are. Well, I see this as a divide and conquer thing. Well, this, I mean, I like cookies, but this week it's easy. This, this week it's, I mean, I don't think I can do a promotion or demotion this week. What? Well, you're sick, so I'm going to take pity on you. Hey, man, I, I deserve to be promoted because I'm sick and, and I showed know. up to do this. Ah, but you, the, the, the thing that you're going to say to them is going to earn a demotion right away. So, <laughs> all right. I so I don't so I don't keep track of this because I don't even know if I'm fucking ranked. I mean, I've shared a few things with their show. I mean, do do they have a page? Oh yeah. Some, well, they have. Maybe they have a Facebook page. Yeah. Well, the, no, I've seen their Facebook page, but I can't find anything about like who has what. He, rank. he keeps. Well, oh no, they you'd have, they'd have to be much more organized in order to. Well, <laughs> There we go. You just got. Your- I have no idea if I have a double O rating or so, rank or or a position or. So Dan does I'm, keep an actual. Am file. I like the butler? I mean, Dan does keep an actual file secured in their bunker on his laptop of the ranking system and who's got what rank. See now, this is the so thing. How the fuck do any of us know? Well, because they're not like Trump, and they don't just hand it out willy-nilly to Russia. <laughs> but when I go into my job, I can ask my boss what my job is. Well, yes. Well, you have to pay attention to the show and and follow along with. Well, maybe I'm not ranked, so okay. <laughs> but anyways, I will. Don't worry. I'll, I'll be giving them a special dispatch. <laughs> you're you're gonna you're gonna send a you're gonna special send a we- dispatch Western to, Union to what? the two skeptical chaps. Oh, yeah. A cable. I'll, you're gonna send yes. them a cable. I plan on hacking their satellite. <laughs> I, I I think I think you need to address this whole uh, mispronunciation of your your yeah name. what the fuck Dan I mean if if they're going to call you the the godless revolution which he which, did at the at the very beginning of that bit you're not so uh, yeah I mean maybe you call them the two skeptical chumps oh, no. <laughs> no 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 I like those guys. no I. I like him. Despite, I like him. Despite them trying to disrupt our show <laughs> with by sowing seeds of dissent. division and dissent within our ranks, I like them very much. No, I, I do too. I do too. <laughs> but I, I think next week when Matt's back, I'll definitely have to be giving out some some promotions and demotions depending on how you two uh, act. But it's only you one, know what, one you time know what? per it's episode. True. One time per episode, one but since Matt's episode. not here, I got nothing to evaluate it against. <laughs> well, they said you can do it every episode. Every episode, correct. So, but you know what? They're going to prove your power ultimately feckless because whatever you do, they'll just undo on their show. If you decide but, to promote us, they'll just say, nope, demote it again. But well, and promote be- to what? I mean, where where's the list of jobs? How how do you know whatever your position is now? I don't know. In, how in, do you in know their segment in wait, this? Wait, it seems wait, like they kind of make this up on the fly. So. No, they they did give out some different ranks a couple weeks ago. And oh, if I do did. remember right, I thought one rank that would fit you quite well, Dan. 
was a fat bearded agent. No, there was a. Uh, 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 and this came from a census from like Europe in like the 1500s, an old census of their people's jobs. Uh-huh. Um, and there was a midget wrangler. Oh no! <laughs> I think that that I that remember, would suit I remember you quite that. well. I remember the midget wrangler. <laughs> Well, that clip that we played came from episode 52 of The Two Skeptical Chaps. It's a wonderful episode. You all can go out and listen to it. Uh, they had a great guest, Mr. Metal Ollie on there, who coined the, the shit-given uh, phrase. Yep, cheetah-faced, ferret-wearing, shit-given. <laughs> um, and on that, we'll wrap things up here and move over to the extended Patreon stuff. So until next week, dear listeners. Crucify that like button. Leave a review to achieve nirvana. And rate the show five times a day toward Mecca. I I I kind of lost track. Oh, good excuse, Grant. It's but it's uh, fucking up our mojo. (laughs) All right, it's a new thing. I just learned about last week. I was gonna read the Nirvana one because it's right here. Oh, give me a heads up. Well, thanks, everybody.
Was it was that why my microphone was pointed downwards? Because <laughs> I got in here and my my mic was my mic was pointed like this. <laughs> no, I sat over here. I was probably when Grant was fishing beers out of the fridge. <laughs> Oh god damn it! I, I like I like spank, spikes things. Like what the spanks? Spanks. <laughs> I like spanks and Spike. Spike seems like a cool dude. We should just start calling him Spank now. Hey, don't forget, I'm the most <laughs> eloquent. Diplomatic mother- community, Spanks. spanks. <laughs> <laughs> we got Spanks. We got George. I don't feel very good. <laughs>